Welcome, everyone, to the American Overlander podcast. I'm your host, Will Fowler, from Venture to Rome. Venture to Rome is an overlanding YouTube channel where we create videos on epic overlanding trips and the experiences of being out in the wilderness, gear reviews, and rig modifications and installs. And so I hope you can join us on our YouTube channel as well. In today's episode, my best buddy Chris and I, who you may have seen on our YouTube channel or certainly heard on this podcast before, talk about our brand new rooftop tent purchases. Now, we recorded this episode right after we got back from a shakedown trip with these new tents. That video is now on YouTube, as is a rooftop tent buying guide that I put together as a result of some of these lessons that we learned. So Chris and I dig into why we bought these tents, the process of buying them, and kind of what we really think, how it's changed our camping experience, and then all of the long walks and diatribes that he and I normally go into. So I hope you really enjoy this episode on our rooftop tent purchases. Let's get into it. So Chris, it is nice to talk to you again on the podcast, man. I've been We've been talking a lot, not on the podcast, but it seems like it's been a minute since we've recorded one of these together. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It has been too long. So, But we've got something great to talk about today because we've had a lot of change in our camping setups and we just yeah, got Yeah, some back. big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we just had a chance to kind of test everything out for the first time. So there's a lot to share. So today we're talking about our new rooftop tents. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, buddy. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, very cool. So first of all, why don't you just like, uh, like what, which one did you get? Share, share your new rooftop tent, what it is, what you used to have and why you decided to get a tent. So should I skip over the bivy of death? That's uh no, you should not skip over that. The bivy of death. We have to share that story because it's, because I have a bivy of death too. But I haven't, yes, you do. I, haven't, I haven't tried to sleep in it yet. So, so yeah. So, going to go for the long sleep. So, in February, but, we went out as a group on a camping trip. And that video is live right now. It's actually doing really well. People are really liking it, which is so fun to see. Um, but we went out to the Bruno Desert. And the first night, you chose to sleep in this bivy. So, like, just tell, tell <laughs> us about the bivy and the experience that you're at. Yeah, it was a nor- it's a North Face uh, bivy. It's like their ex like their expedition series. It's it's really well made. Like it's a four season bivy. Um, if you don't know what a bivy is, it's it's basically like a sleeping bag for your sleeping bag, and it has this little I don't know if, what you call it like a little tent that kind of goes over your head, but yeah. it's super small. It's yeah. it packs down to like the size of like a Nalgene bottle. It's like if you and, took if you found two sticks on the ground and kind of prop them up inside your sleeping bag to give you like you know i don't know like eight inches of headroom or something that's kind of what it is like it's it's a glorified Mm -hmm. sleeping bag yeah and it's really well made it's made i think for like people that do like some ultra light packing or mountaineering and stuff like that so it's four season and it was pretty cold it was like in the the low 20s i think and so um, I was really comfortable except that, um, I kept waking up and I was like gasping, like just gasping for air and, um, you know, but I'm like in that kind of half asleep state. And so I'm trying to, I'm like, am I, am I claustrophobic? And there, there's kind of a surprising amount of room in this thing. So I was like, I don't think that's what it is. And so I just had this overwhelming urge to like unzip 
one of the zippers like by my face and I felt this cold air come rushing in and I started started like gasping like just sucking in like so much air um <laughs> you know kind of like <laughs> like you might have like, been suffocating know. yeah I was suffocating and but the thing is is that because I was half asleep and because I've been suffocating I didn't really um like draw the parallel between like waking up and gasping and the fact that I was yeah, like suffocating. And so I left it open. And like I said, it was pretty cold. And so my face started to get cold. And um, also the heat from inside the the bivy was melting like this layer of frost that had frozen on the outside of the bivy. And so I would wake up and it'd be cold. And then I would zip it back up. And this went on like all night. Like we, I don't know, we went to, like we all went to bed like i don't know around midnight or so yeah and so this is like going on for hours i remember the and, next morning you were like you were like oh i just i just kept thinking to myself oh the sun's gotta come up soon and then i looked at my yeah. watch and it was three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh yeah no. <laughs> oh boy yeah it was just it was kind of amazing it just kept like the morning would not come. It just, I don't know what the, you know, what the deal was. Well, number um, one, I'm, I'm glad you survived the bivy of death, the sarcophagus. Yeah. Um, number two, I, I kind of want to give them another chance. Maybe sleeping in 20 degree weather isn't the best first use of them, but yeah. it seems like there's got to be a happy medium. Like you can vent it a little bit without suffocating or, you know, I don't know. It seems yeah. like there's got to be something. I wonder if the ice build up on the outside of it made it less breathable or something i think so i think that was part of it was it just kind of like the whole outside when i when i finally got up it like you could hear all this frost like cracking and like sheeting off yeah so i i want to go back and, and try it again too but like you said maybe not in 20 degree <laughs> yeah may, maybe this summer sometime we'll do it. like i'd love to go to have those in our backpack because they're so small they're smaller than an algae bottle i mean they're just Teeny mm -hmm. tiny, they weigh nothing, which is why they're so rad. Put it in a pack and maybe go for a hike uh, from from base mm -hmm. camp or something. Hike up to a lake and and spend the night and come back the next day or something. But so so definitely, you were on the ground in this little tiny thing. I've been sleeping in a Smitty built Overland Overlander XL um, rooftop tent for the past, I guess, three years now, and I've I've used that tent a lot and you've been sleeping in different versions of ground tents so you've got yeah. like with the bivy you've got like three but really you've got two mainstays like when we're out with your family mm -hmm. you've got one tent and then when you kind of go out on your own you've got a different tent right exactly and so like when it's just me i usually use like this little kelty backpacking tent that is pretty small but it's really easy to set up and plenty of room and doesn't take up a lot of a lot of space inside the Jeep. And then like with the family, I have this um, Core 11, um, I think is what it's called. And I really like it. It's really fast setup tent. But the th problem is that my, um, especially my wife, she really doesn't like sleeping on the ground. And so we haul out a couple of air mattresses, two queen sized. And we have this great little pump that airs them up really fast, but just like that additional amount of time it takes to set those things up as well as to take them down and then pack them up and then 
put all the sleeping gear and stuff in there, it, it, it adds up to a lot of time. So yeah, I remember you yeah, saying, one, I, remember, the... I remember saying at one point, like you were like, you, you said to Kate and I, you were like, when I see that you two are thinking about starting to set, like break down camp, that's when I like get started because mm -hmm. it like time comparison when you're breaking down that big tent and four sleeping bags and air mattresses and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And, and us with our Smittyville rooftop tent was kind of like, we, we would just get done a lot sooner. We just kind of had yeah. less to do because all our sleeping bags were just kind of like up in the tent. Um, mm -hmm. So, and that was, then that was great for me for a long time, except that soft shell tents, soft shell tents are wonderful because you can fit so much stuff up there. Like, I mean, we would throw not only six pillows and four sleeping bags, we would throw blankets and, you know, just really just mm -hmm. whatever we wanted up there. And, and you just kind of like, you just kind of like sit on top of it and cinch it down and it all fits, but, mm -hmm. but putting it away again, like setting it up's not too bad, except this particular tent is their biggest one. And it comes with kind of a built-in awning. So you have kind of like, like this metal scaffolding that you have to put together mm -hmm. the frame of the awning each time. And I did it. I mean, it didn't take me very long. Um, and it didn't take me very long to tear it down, but doing that. And then with the, the dust cover that goes over it, by the way, it's a, it's an excellent dust cover. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it really kept the tent clean, but it itself was really dirty. So slinging that thing up and over and getting it all connected and then doing the straps. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was up and down off the tent or off the, off the side of the rig, like 10 times before I could get everything put away. So yeah i was looking for something else even though i had a rooftop tent there's some definitely some advantages to soft shell but i'd done it a hundred or so times and i was looking for something else you have been on the ground thinking for something mm -hmm. else so like what changed for you that made you consider rooftop tent and and go with the brand and the model that you went with yeah and well and one of the things that for, I've been kind of thinking about a rooftop tent for a while, you know, probably ever since you got yours, which, yeah. you know, is like you said, it's been like three years ago, yeah. but just watching like, you know, you climbing on top of it and you had to like scale all over your Jeep. And then Lance has a really nice Tapui and he does the same thing, you know, with the soft shell. Yeah. And then Garza has a, a, the next generation Smitty built mm -hmm. watching you guys climb up and over. I was like, man, Okay, it is going faster, but that still doesn't look like it's very much fun. It's kind of like trading one kind of bad situation for another one. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so, some truth to that. I think between ground tents and soft shell rooftop tents, mm -hmm. I think there are some advantages to soft shells, but there are some real disadvantages as well. Like it's kind yeah. of an even trade in my in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so you know, when you started to talk about, and I'd seen some like hard shell tents online. And um, I think like the eye camper was one of the first ones that I saw. And those things look really nice, but man, they are expensive. And yeah. so I was just kind of like, that's, yeah, I want to take the plunge, but that's just, that's just a little bit out of my price range. And so um, I kind of filed that idea away. And then you had, you know, told me like, Hey, I think this is a tent I'm going to get. And so I looked at it and I was like, well, man, I, 
there, I think there's coming out like like a lot more options. And so I was looking around and you had an OVS awning yeah. that I really like. Yeah. And so um, I think you had mentioned that the one of the ones that you had looked at was this OVS um, Bushveld tent. Yep. It was like and in my so, top three. Yeah. And so I, you know, kind of like based on your recommendation, I looked at that one and there was a couple others that I looked at. And one of the requirements is I really wanted to have something that was big enough to fit my entire family. And um, so there's four of us, something where we could put our bedding in it. But I also wanted something that was kind of low profile, wasn't going to, you know, create, generate like a, a lot of wind resistance. Um, and I also wanted it to like be super fast setup, super fast takedown. So you basically, you, so, wanted, it, you wanted it at all. I wanted it all. <laughs> and you I wanted, wanted it to everything. be reasonably affordable. <laughs> yes. And I wanted it <laughs> to be cheap, but I wanted it to have the highest quality, you know, materials. Yeah. You're not cheaply. asking much there. Yeah. <laughs> no. And so um, it really came down between this one and there's another tent brand that I'd never heard of, but I just kind of stumbled on um, called Centauri. Well, yeah, Centauri, um, you turned me on to Centauri. Yeah. And so that one was just kind of one that I stumbled on and it's like on eBay and it actually looks like it's a nice tent. It's just a little bit bigger, I think, than the the Bushveld, but it's, it's also heavier. Yeah. And... We looked, so we looked into Centauri and I actually had uh, many discussions with them um, because mm-hmm. I was looking hard at their tents because they're so big. They're yeah. the biggest hard shell rooftop tent you can get. I think they're like 87 inches wide or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's big. It's it's really big, um, which is great because you can get you can get every, easily you can get four people in there. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe it's not quite eighty seven. Maybe it's like eighty three inches wide and it, like eighty seven inches long or something like that, which is almost yeah. the same size as the Smitty built Overlander XL mattress mm-hmm. size, which was huge. Like we, we fit in there so, so comfortably. So we were looking at that. And yeah, th- what I learned about Centauri is that they were like, they were like assembling or they were doing some, they were in some kind of the supply chain or manufacturing chain for another rooftop tent company that lost funding or something. And so the people at Centauri decided to start their own brand, but they already had the relationships and were already kind of doing the quality control on tents being made in China, which is where they're all made. Um, mm-hmm. And so they started the Centauri brand. And so there's there's some good there's some good there. I think yeah. You know, I don't I don't know a lot about the brand yet, um, but what I learned was like you know they're not just they're not they, like they're professionals. Like they, they know this space, they've been in it. And mm-hmm. then they started a tent company. They weren't just like you and me would be like, Hey, let's, we'd like rooftop. Yeah. Which is true. Which is, you know, I'll share my story about that later, but. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so I do want to just, I do want to say that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about different tent brands, I would, I would uh, take a look at Centauri and reach out to them and talk to them because they were really forthcoming. Um, with information mm-hmm. about their about their stuff, I think maybe it's like a they sell a lot in South Korea, um, which makes sense. That's where I campers from, and so it's like mm-hmm. a low profile big tent for the whole family. Um, anyway, yeah. So anyway, Centauri, interesting brand. Yeah, definitely. And like their tent, their mattress was actually bigger than our California King that we have at home. So it was yeah. it's a big tent. 
Um, really heavy though. Yes. And that was kind of the thing that ultimately kept me from, from getting it just because of my rack. I think if I had a rack like yours, I would have given it more thought. Mm. Um, but mine, it's, it's just, it's rated for, you know, like 800 pounds or something like that. It's pretty, pretty substantial. So it, it could hold it, but it's not a very long rack. And so it would have, yeah. kind of cantilevered out pretty far, which yeah, I didn't you, really you like. You would add like a two by four on your. On your, <laughs> on your you mean a four by four, a four painted by, four yeah. by four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on your, uh, on your roof to, to like balance it out. Yeah. So there's a little inside joke there too. So we love you Garza. We love you too um, Garza and your, and your 17 inch spacers that you have underneath <laughs> your tent. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes. we tease we, we tease um, because we love yes we do so but um i guess going back to why i chose the bushveld um i was looking at some of the others and they were just like way more expensive and i didn't notice that the materials seemed like they were any better um actually like the bushveld has some really like the actual fit and finishes seem to be really nice um like the i like the the how low profile the the top was um i did there there was surprisingly not a lot of videos on it but i did watch one uh, from a gentleman i think he's in, in like puerto rico um yeah Pangeo i remember that land. one because there was like a bunch of wind he was like he like yeah he like opened it up in the wind and i was like oh man i wish he, I wish he had a had a dead cat on that microphone because it was super mm-hmm. windy but the but the information that he gives on that uh, video is really good on the tent. Yeah. And I actually contacted him and, um, he, he replied back and was really helpful. So, um, I decided to, to look around at the Bushveld and I found some really good deals and, um, I actually found a really good price for it on a website called roamrugged.com. And it's kind of a newer overlanding, you know, like they sell overlanding gear. And I ordered it from them and I have like a discount code, like a 5% off discount code. And then the guy that's actually the owner contacted me and said, Hey, they're out of stock. So he was really helpful and, and canceled the order. Um, but a really nice, really nice guy, just great customer service, which goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of, I took a, a shot in the dark and, and contacted OVS and called, you know, like said, Hey, would you guys do a price match? And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. And so it was like one of the easiest experiences for something like that, that I've ever had. Like they just gave me a <laughs> call. I called them and the lady that answered, I was like, Hey, do you guys price match? She's like, yeah. And she didn't ask like where it was or anything. And she just automatically knew like what the lowest price was, which was mm-hmm. what this Rome rugged had quoted me. Yeah. And then I said, well, I, I also had a 5% off coupon and she's like, Oh, okay. And so she, um, gave me 5%, that 5%. And then to beat their price, she knocked like a penny off. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just yeah. kind of, it was kind of funny, you know, she wasn't doing it just like to be uh, a jerk. You know, I think she was kind of joking around. And so that was just kind of funny. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's not, um, you know, we don't have it in stock right now. She's like, but you know, we we've seen that they've shipped. And she's like, I just don't know when it is. She's like, but what we'll do is we'll kind of expedite it. So when it gets here, like either the day it gets here, or depending on you know on the day, if it's like a weekend or something, we'll ship it out the next day. Yeah. 
And so like a few days later, I got a notice that they had it and they got it shipped off to me like the same day. So but like, I don't know, it was like nine days or something like that from when I ordered it, but yeah. it came in. Yep. You got your 10 before I got mine. And mine was yeah. in stock when I bought it. Mm-hmm. So definitely. They, they definitely, oh, and didn't, didn't they send you like a, a pre-gift package or something as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like this, we get home. There's like this little box on our front step and we're like, okay, well, what's that? And my wife's giving me like a look, like, you know, what else did you order? I just spent, <laughs> just spent all this money on this rooftop tent. You better not be ordering all this other junk too. Um, which is, you know, that's a legitimate concern on her part, but anyway, I open it up and, um, it's this package from OVS and it's got like a tent, you know, dustpan in it and, and a, a light. And then it has like an actual led strip light and just a few, like a blanket, like a couple of pillows for the tent too. Mm-hmm. And it was just like all these, you know, they weren't like really big things, but it was the little things that were really thoughtful and nice and um, was just really cool. So their customer service was awesome. And then just something like that, you know, just kind of said to me like, okay, this is a really, I really like this company. Yeah. And so when I go to buy some other stuff, like an awning or something, I'm going to take a serious look at them first, you know, very likely purchase from them. And not to mention, I love the tent, the actual tent. I, I think is great. There's a couple little things, you know, we'll get into that stuff later, but I love the tent overall. You know, I kind of went through the reasons of why I was looking for uh, an option and we were looking at, at very, very similar tents. I wanted something big for the whole family. I wanted something that was low profile, but for me, it was like, it needed to fit all of our stuff. Like there's no way mm-hmm. that I'm going from being able to shove everything in the Smitty Bill Overlander to nothing in you know, in the new hard shell. So for example, I really, I took a hard look at the roof nest condor XL, which the mattress mm-hmm. size is this, it's the same size, maybe even a little bit bigger than the um, Smitty built Overlander XL. At least that's what it says on paper, which I will get to mm-hmm. in a second. Um, <laughs> and so it looks, it looked really, really great. It has a molded place in the shell where you can mount your traction boards, which is mm-hmm. such a cool feature but it's low profile and it is definitely not for leaving anything up there. Like I contacted them and I asked them and I was like, are you sure you can't leave stuff up there? And they're like, no, nope, it's low profile. Anything more than just like a blanket and it, it won't close. And I was like, dang it. Ah, I really thought that was, I really thought that was the one I was going to get. So mm-hmm. then looked around at a few more, really liked the OVS and Centauri, but again, Centauri was too big, too heavy. Um, so I, I really kind of narrowed it down. I really thought I was going to get the tough stuff alpha for a sec because yeah, uh, there's, a ton of, too. Yeah, there's a ton of room in that one. I think it's, I think it's another company that does pretty well customer by customer service, you know, decent quality. They put a mm. lot of, they put a lot of features in the tent. So you get a lot for your money, but I don't, I'm not crazy about the shell, about the way the shell looks. It kind of looks like a, toe to me it sort of reminds me of like <laughs> just a big a big toe um and i don't think i would save any space in terms of the, like how far the tent would stick up off the jeep so it wouldn't mm-hmm. it would not really be low profile so anyway so i i i then found um oh i was really interested in the in the stealth i think it's the tough stuff stealth which is basically like 
the um, Alpha, except that it has an aluminum shell. Um, oh, I haven't seen it. that. Yeah, it's really, really cool, except that it weighs 225 pounds. Whoa, okay. So it's yeah. really, really heavy. And I yeah. was, so I think my Smitty built was 145 pounds. And so mm-hmm. um, that was a, that was just too, too much more. So I found this company called Desert Armor and I, it was for me, it was like, it's a cool it. name. Yeah, it's a cool name. It was, it was like love at first sight. It was like, okay, they're making these cool tents. They've got some really awesome designs. It's like a family owned business. It's a young couple who started this rooftop tent business some years ago. And they, they're obviously working with maybe a slightly different manufacturer out of China because they have some different and in, you know, I wouldn't say unique, but just different designs um, than other tents. And they have this tent that's called the uh, Tank XL. And the Tank XL is a full-size, four-person, hard-shell, cantilever-style tent an aluminum casing that only weighs 156 pounds and it has yeah, that's amazing i know right and it has like a, it has a rack on top of it so you can mount things to it the rack can hold up to 150 pounds on top of it but if you open the tent it's only like five pounds or something so you have to be mm-hmm. so like you know you could put some you could put like your chainsaw or some roto packs up there but before you open the tent you'd have to take them off so anyway it's a really really cool design it looks it looks awesome it's a very cool looking tent which honestly i'm a sucker for aesthetics sometimes so anyway i reached out to him and i asked him a bunch of questions i was like look are these dimensions true can you really leave bedding inside and they're like yes 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 and so i was like okay it's a four thousand dollar tent so this Whoa. is it's it's more than an eye camper and so yeah. like I talked to Kate and I was like, Kate, this is the tent. This is it. And we're not going to, I think we're going to get everything we want. And then some with this tent. And I wish it wasn't so expensive, but I think this is the tent. And so we were like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so <laughs> bought the tent and it was in stock and they were pretty great. Like the customer service upfront, the salespeople were pretty great. Um, and then I ordered the tent and I was like, okay, well, when can I expect it? It's like, here's my $4,000. <laughs> when can I expect the tent? And they're like, well, we have freight that comes like once a week or something. So when the freight comes, then you'll get it a few days after that. And I was like, great. They, and they were like, look, as soon as they come, we'll send you an email and you'll know where it is. And you have the check of the whole way. I said, oh, that sounds awesome. Great. Um, and so uh, I did get like a text message or something from the freight company. I thought it was like one of those, I thought it was spam at first. It's like a random text message, you know, and like in these, in these cybersecurity days, like I'm really hesitant to like click on any link that comes from an unknown number. But I was like, I think this is a carrier service. So I clicked you on it. You want a tent, Will? Yeah, yeah. And, it, and the package weighed, I can't remember, weighed like 200 pounds or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's probably with the packaging and the, and the palette and all that stuff. That's, that's probably about right. So I was like, well, that must be the tent. So I tried to find more information on it. And I couldn't, I didn't get any emails from desert armor f- until about a week later. It took about two weeks for the tent to get from Arizona to Boise, which, you know, it's, I'm not, that's not a complaint. It's just, just a report. Um, and so mm-hmm. your tent got to you, I think maybe three or four days before mine did and yours was out of stock when you ordered it um <laughs> yeah. mine came I was in. directly off the boat 
Yeah. Mine came in and was in Boise for like three days. And it was just there. I'd like actually called them. I called the freight company. I was like, hey, just check it. I see you've got my <laughs> tent there. Are you going to deliver it? Yeah, it was time? driving you crazy. It was because I knew it was, I knew it was in Taylor. I was about to get in my car and just drive over there and be like, put it on the roof. But uh, I think they're, you know, I think like everybody else these days, they, they were probably just a little short staff. So it took them a few extra days to get everything delivered. In any case, they were awesome. When they delivered, they were really, really great. And I was like, look, I'm not accepting this. Because Desert Armor is really explicit about like, there's a zero return policy um, on rooftop tents. And so if you accept it, um, then it's yours. So if it's damaged in any way, you shouldn't accept it. And I was like, look, I'm not going to accept this until I can actually see the tent. And the delivery guy was like, oh, no problem. Let me get my knife. And he, he was like, you haven't accepted this yet, but I'm going to open it up for you so you can see it. And I was like, oh, that's great. So we opened it up and it was in, it was in great. I mean, there wasn't a scratch on it. It was perfect. So I was like, okay, nice. leave it here. Thanks guys. And so I started looking at the tent and it's just awesome, man. It just like, looks so cool. Um, and I, I, uh, I open it all up. I get it. I'm, I'm recording this too. So I've got a whole, I've got a whole probably like series of videos that I'll put together on this experience. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I cannot wait to get it mounted on the Jeep. And so I'm um, doing all this stuff. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking, okay, where am I going to put this and where am I going to put that? And I, and I open it up and I get in there, it's on the garage floor and, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to measure how, how wide it is to make sure it fits on the rack. And one of the, one of the key things <laughs> to buying this was the dimensions online said that the mattress was 75 inches wide, 75 inches is the same width as the Smitty belt. And I was like, well, I know we can fit in that because we, f- mm-hmm. we fit in the Smitty belt. That's amazing. And this is what I was telling Kate. I was like, Kate, it's everything we want. And it's like 86 or 87 inches long, which is a little bit shorter than the Smitty belt. But honestly, those inches, like the length type inches where you're kind of your feet are laying yeah. in the tent, you can lose mm-hmm. a couple of those. It was lost space for us in the, in the Smitty belt. So I was like, this is the tent, this is the tent. I took the mattress out because I was looking at kind of changing the, the base mounting things. I had, to, I had to like turn them the other direction to go on top of my, my rack to get it mounted. And so I was just doing some basic measurements and the, the entire inside of the tent was like 72 inches. And I was like, well, wait a minute, that's not right. And so I, so I, I went to the mattress and I measured the mattress. The mattress was 70 inches. And I was like, what? 70 inches? It said 75 inches. Like I, I confirmed this with the people via chat. I was, I was, you know, I, what, what is going on? I mean, did I get the right tent? They sent me the wrong tent. Oh crap. I accepted the wrong tent. These are all the thoughts going through my head. And so yeah. I was just like, I was totally confused. And I was, I was like sending them. I just went back. It was like Facebook messenger is the only place I could contact them. And I was like, this is wrong. Like what else is wrong? Is this the right tent? Like what's going on here? Um, and and they were like, oh, let's go. We're going to go check with our technical person and get back to you on this. And, and they got back to me and they were like, oh, that's just a typo. It's like, it's like a minor typo. And I was like, uh, look, yeah, yes. I like the difference between 70, <laughs> like seven, the, the seven zero and seven five in a lot of cases is like a minor typo. But when you talk about inches with in a tent, it's a big deal. That's like half of one of my kids. And they're like, yeah. they're like, it doesn't change it. It doesn't mean that it's not a four person. And then my response was like, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't say that. I wasn't trying to say that you sold me a three person tent. I was just saying that it's five inches off and it's, it's meaningful to me. 
Um, and like, yeah. I can't try this out. I can't like see it in a store and see if my family fits in it. I have to believe what you post online. What you posted online was five inches off. And, and they're like, well, we fixed it online and we, we updated the dimensions and, uh, and th they just kept calling it like a minor typo mistake. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know if this is going to work for us. I honestly don't know if this is going to work for us. So, mm -hmm. um, I sent them a note and I said, I want to, I really want to support you guys. Like I, I like if you had an ambassador program, I would be like, I like asking to be in it. Um, like I, your family owned business. So you're a small startup, you're doing cool mm -hmm. designs. I want you to be successful, but like, I just wish someone would have told me like, I'm sorry, <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like acknowledge that it was a big deal to me. So I came out of that experience a little untrusting of the yeah. of the tent and that's why this late this shakedown trip this last weekend is really really important because i was like well what else what else am i going to run into and mm -hmm. you know sure enough i looked at some other stuff and it's not right and it's not right on your tent either i was like well okay mm -hmm. they say it's a two inch high density foam mattress well how thick is the mattress it's not two inches it's an inch and a half and i don't know what constitutes high density but that's not high density and I think the same for you. I think yours yeah. is a three-inch mattress, but it's really only a two-inch mattress, right? So um, I can't remember if ours was advertised as a three or or a two, but yeah, ours is closer to like I don't know, like an inch and a quarter thick. An inch so, and a quarter, or an inch and three quarters. So Elsha measured it. It's not inch and three quarters. Wow. It's like an inch and a quarter, an inch and a half. Yeah, that's really thin. Yeah, it is, and. Um, I slept well in the tent, but I did have to, to roll over a few times on the shakedown trip because, um, just if you lay in one spot for too long, you can press that foam and then you're touching the, um, you know, the underneath it. Yeah. You're laying on yeah, the that, base plate. Exactly. And ours has like a built-in condensation mat thing, which gives it a little bit extra cushion. Mm -hmm. Um, but not much. Yeah. And so, but it's definitely not a two or most definitely not a three inch mattress. Yeah. Well, so we, that's we something are, I need to go back and look. Definitely. We, we are like, we should do that because we are definitely making a video about this and not, it's not to knock any company and it's not to, it's not to disparage anybody, but it's all, it's, no. it's to say like, look, if you're going to spend $2,500 on a rooftop tent or more, mm -hmm. if you're going to spend $4,000 on a rooftop tent, here are the things that you like, you need to double check before you yeah. press send on your money, because once you do that and it arrives, you cannot get your money back. They just have basically like a zero return policy. And so yeah, it would be like, a nightmare to return something like that. Yeah. Like get it in absolute nightmare. Get it in writing from somebody, get some assurances made. Mm -hmm. And so you know and like believe that you're getting what the like what the spec sheet is telling them. And I, I think, I think this is this is just me going out on a limb here. I think that they get these spec sheets from the manufacturers in China and they just believe them that they're not trying to mislead yeah. us. They're just not doing their due diligence and comparing what exactly is being put in that tent. And maybe it could even be that the manufacturer is shortchanging them. It could be that the yeah, manufacturer well, is putting in a smaller mattress because it's cheaper and they're saving money manufacturing and making more money on the deal. Like who knows mm -hmm. why the stuff isn't the way they say it was, but it's not. Well, and it's funny because like I've stumbled on like a bunch of videos like for I think it's like the eye camper. And, you know, that's like I would consider that to be a premium rooftop yep. tent. Yeah. 
and there there's like whole video series uh, that people do where they get rid of the eye camper mattress because they say it's it's not comfortable it's not thick i think they're running into the same thing that we are yeah and they put in like these inflatable camp bed mattress things which is really clever and who knows maybe i'll go into something like that which it would actually give you a little extra room for um packing gear into a hard shell mm-hmm. however you know you are spending i would say you know 2500 bucks you know four thousand dollars plus that's not chump change no and when you're spending that much money um you really should get what you pay for yeah. um you know overall i'm really happy with the obs uh bushveld um, but I do wish that maybe the mat, that the mattress was, if it wasn't thicker, I do wish that it was like a higher density. So that way you wouldn't just like end up squishing through it in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. Well, and I got to say, like, I'm, I am, I'm not in love with my desert armor tent yet, but I might be, I'm still kind of licking my wounds from from it not being what i thought it was because you know me dude i get all in i go so deep on this stuff yeah like i'm like emotionally connected to this buying decision because Mm -hmm. and so you know i've just been coping with the disappointment that being said there's like the desert armor um designs and the the finishes are are pretty great the mattress i would say is is not great we're just going to replace ours i think we're going to replace ours uh we're just going to do a custom mattress that's just the same thickness but actually high density foam um -hmm. I, i will say that one of the things that's really nice about the desert armor tent is that it has a very nice anti condensation mat underneath that's velcroed in but it's actually spongy um we've had uh we actually sent one back we bought one for the smitty belt and it was like hard, it was like hard plastic. And it was, it just like made it even less comfortable to sleep in. So we sent it back. <laughs> this one is nice and soft. And so it gives you kind of almost like a miniature bed spring at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really, really helps. But I, so we're going to throw out our mattress, which is ridiculous when you spend $4,000 on a tent. <laughs> like, meh, we're going to put another mattress in. It's not as good as our Smitty Belt mattress. And, um, uh, but it's got some, the, the canvas that they use seems to be really high quality. This is going to sound really mm-hmm. s- silly, but like the zippers are the really high quality and, and zippers matter in a tent. I'm sorry. It sounds dumb, but when you're in and out of that tent, as many times as we are like having a solid zipper is great because once that zipper goes, you're in trouble. Like yeah. once, once yeah. the zipper goes, yeah, can be able to seal it up and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway. And that's not an easy fix either. Yeah, there so. are some there are some odd things about the design that I, that I find I'm just I'm just confounded by, um, you know, like it's got these massive uh, pulleys on the side that kind of help pull the tent in when you're closing it up, which are really really great. But they're like they're like 15 feet long, and they're kind of they're kind of strung through the side of the tent, so like you can't really open up the windows without like even with the windows are open, they're like hanging down in front of the windows. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a little weird. It's again, it's something I think I can just fix by getting rid of them and putting in a bungee cord or something. Um, but there's a few things like that, mm-hmm. that, that kind of stick out to me as like, well, that's weird. But like 90% so far has been amazing. It's really amazing. Positive. It all, all my stuff fits in there. It's a challenge to get everything in there, but it all fits. I can get it closed and it looks like I'm, 
it looks like it kind of turns my Jeep into a stealth bomber. Like it looks so yeah, cool. You got, <laughs> yeah, I got to say it really fits with like your armor, that Weston, um, you know, the bumpers and then the, the rock slider steps that you got on there. Yeah. It definitely fits the, um, the overall aesthetic of your, of your Jeep. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, you, you've put a lot of thought into what you want Finn to look like and, and done that with um, not just aesthetics in mind, but also functionality. It's not form over function, it's form and function, yeah. which, you know, you could have like the, the coolest looking bumper, but if it doesn't perform when you need it, then, you know, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's something that I think both you and I do. We, we really, you know, do pay attention to aesthetics. And I think a lot of overlanders do. It doesn't matter if you're a Jeep guy, Toyota, Land Rover, whatever. You want your rig to look cool. Yes. But you also got to make sure that it's going to hold up when you need it. Um, well, yeah. And, and that's why you have to spend the money sometimes. Sometimes like, yeah. you know, like if you want to, if you want a bumper with a, with a bolted on bull bar on the front, versus one that's like welded on or kind of molded in mm -hmm. you're going to pay for that and they yeah, both might exactly. have a similar look but you want one that actually has that that function as well and we did like we put we both put in a lot of time and a lot of um thought into our rooftop temp pur purchases yeah um because it is a big investment and you want it to be able to you know do everything you need it to do as well as be comfortable. And, you know, like for me, one of the big things was being able to put everything in there and close it up. I will say yours for all the faults and for all the hassle that you had, like you're able to close all your stuff in there, like way easier than mine. It's, you know? That's true. Like yeah. It's, yours, but yours is lower profile. It's lower profile. Yeah. Yeah. Yours, yours sits lower is more, um, probably more aerodynamic and it's got a really, really nice look to it. And that's, but part of that's because it's so low probe. So I watched you do this a couple of times this past weekend where like, sometimes you were more successful than others. And it's, it's probably just <laughs> practice getting the stuff in the right place. Yeah. But there's at least yeah. one time where I think where you had to go back in the tent and kind of reconfigure everything to get it closed. Yeah. And, you know, Elsha, she's um, perpetually cold and like she would have, she, she likes to have the um, electric blanket on our bed like year round. So anyway, she has a negative 20 degree sleeping bag. That sucker, it, it's a big sleeping bag and it takes up a lot of room. And so being able to close the thing down with this mammoth sleeping bag in it but you know i love her and so i do it because because i love her and happy wife happy life yeah I hate, so i'm just yeah, happy she goes out with me and enjoys and it, fits. it and it actually fits though i mean it's a little precarious but it, it does fits. yeah so yeah. after doing that assuming that you you can get it right the first time and same same with me you know i've i've mm -hmm. i probably i did a lot of driveway practice with mine um mm -hmm. opening and closing and seeing what fit and didn't fit um you know, I have a little but, story about that myself, but yeah. okay. But if you compare the OVS Bushfeld, the setup mm -hmm. and teardown to the ground tent, how does it compare? Oh, it's so much better. Oh yeah. It's so much better. Even, even with yeah. like how tight it is and kind of stuffing everything in the corners, even with opening and closing it twice, just to get everything fit in there, it's still way better. <laughs> um, it used to be that we would get, you know, we would get into camp. And I'm immediately like, bam, I need to have everything set up because 
if I don't do it now, I'm gonna, it's going to take me forever. And I, I'm not going to be able to relax. And same thing with like closing up. It's like, oh, I think we're probably going to be leaving here in the next like 45 minutes. So I better start packing everything up. All those are things that used to just really, I don't know, they, they were kind of, they kind of bookended the trips with being kind of things that were just kind of frustrating and time consuming yep. and ultimately exhausting, especially when you're doing that stuff in the, in the summer, like you're hot and sweaty and you're airing up air mattresses or folding up air mattresses and it's yeah. just not fun. Yep. And so, and, and it's so many that, like, things to do. It's so many little things to do. It's like, there's four sleeping bags, roll them up, put them in a bag. There's at least mm -hmm. two air mattresses, deflate them. roll. Them. And it's like, mm -hmm. you have a list of like 70 things to do before you leave camp. None of them yeah. complicated, but there's a lot of them to do. Yeah. And then those things too, you have to do them in the right order because you have to put them away in the right order. Right. You can't put your sleeping bags in before you put your camp kitchen in because, <laughs> you know, and there's, I mean, all these little things. And so all those were like just really time consuming. And I didn't really realize how much, I don't know, like just time and energy that that stuff was taking until we, we did just did this um, kind of little trip this last weekend, which was great because we would get to camp. And I felt zero pressure to set up camp because honestly, it's like we pull in and we're just like walking around and looking at everything and enjoying the scenery and kind of figuring out where we are. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I should probably set up camp. And it's like undo like four buckles, flip open the top, extend the ladder, pull it out. And then that's pretty much it. Um, and, you know, I, I cannot. It's this is I, I'm entering a new era of overlanding. It's a new era. It's a new way to overland with these tents. So I know I was mm -hmm. kind of, it sounded maybe like I was complaining about desert armor a little bit, but it's an awesome, it's a luxury tent. It's amazing. And to be able to pull into camp, pop it up. I mean, I, I we're talking like a minute, like one minute. Uh -huh. Yeah. And, and we're done. It, like we're completely done with, with everything in a minute. And, you know, mm -hmm. I would say like 90% of the time, I'm not like opening up the windows on the sides and putting those tension rods in. I'm just, I'm just not, I mean, I might do it in the morning to air out the tent, but most of the time I either want to keep the sun out of it or, you know, it's windy or, or whatever, you know what I mean? So, so I guess it would take like another extra minute to, to put the tension rods in the windows. But like, if you just, if you need to set up the tent and go to sleep one minute, I mean, yeah, game changer. It's such a game changer. I can't overstate how amazing it is to pull into camp and be like i don't have that much to do <laughs> no amazing. i can do whatever i want yeah yeah and then you know just like thinking ahead too like you know when we do the um ibdr hey see i did, said it right that time <laughs> um but anyway but when we're doing the idaho backcountry discovery route we're going to be you know putting away setting up camp a lot yeah. And, you know, we're going to be tired too, because we're going to be covering a lot of miles. And so that was another thing because, you know, just pulling into camp, wherever it is, flipping a, you know, a few latches and open it up. And like you said, in a minute and just, you know, if I want to, I can just like crawl in there and go to sleep, Yeah, you know? So I don't know. That was one of the, that was one of the things that got me kind of thinking about this is, okay, if I go like on a long expedition, this is going to be just way more sustainable. And I'm going to sleep better. That's so true, man. So overall, you know, like I said, I haven't fallen in love with my tent yet, 
but I have fallen in love with having a tent like this, mm-hmm. um, th- like this style of tent, this Ken Lever hard shell tent. It does present some some uh, some obstacles for me. So I have brought on a really amazing uh, partner um, for the first time in Venture to Rome's channel life. We have a sponsored partner, um, and that that sponsor is Rugged Bound Supply Company, which is the North American distributor distributor for big country four by four products out mm-hmm. of South Africa. So think of it's like a competitor to Front Runner, and they were. Mm-hmm. This is the company that designed the the first freestanding two seventy awning, and it's called the Ostrich. Well, they came out with a new product that's more geared towards Jeeps, which is the Ostrich Junior. It's a little bit lighter, it's a little bit shorter, and so they sent me one of these. This is the first like major thing I've received from, from manufacturer that I didn't pay out of my own pocket. Now I'm paying in other ways. So like, for those of you who don't know when you're a creator and you're creating content, it's not like, Hey, we're just going to send you free stuff. There's a contract that you sign and you like, you're expected to deliver value to them. In this case, they're rolling out these new awnings in, in North America and they really want, um, photos and videos in the field um, so they can get a library of, of images and content they can use to help describe and sell the product. And so I'm one of those, I'm a field tester for them. So I'm testing this awning, taking pictures of it, taking videos of it. And I'm in constant contact with um, the person who runs Rugged Bound Supply Company talking about it, talking about, you know, like just what I notice, how I'm using it, how I've mounted it. Um, the pros and cons to like the kind of setup that I have. And so uh, this is a long walk to say, number one, I'm super excited about Rugged Mount Supply Company and Big Country 4x4 because they make awesome products and they engineer it right. There's, there is real live engineers engineering these products. They're not just doing kind of Chinese knockoff designs. However, mounting this 270 awning on my Rhino Rack Pioneer platform with a tent that is as wide as the rack has been a real challenge for me. Um, I managed to get it done. I've, I've fabbed some new kind of mounting plates that stock that kind of stick off my, my rack slightly. And I've got an idea that I'll share more on in a different podcast on how it might like slide in and out because you need a certain amount of space between the awning and the hard shell, because the way the hard shell opens, it takes up space. Oh, okay. Hit the awning. Yeah, basically pinches down on the awning. And so so anyway, this is a well, long, long walk to say. I also yeah. got this awning installed on this trip. And it's 270 awning, which we've never had before. It, it takes like, I'm, t- I'm telling you like 15 seconds to set up. It is. Yeah, like this thing is amazing. One minute for my tent, 15 seconds for my awning. And it's, and this thing, this awning has all of the bells and whistles too. Like it, it's, it's, I mean, it can take a ton of abuse and it's got a little pop-up thing in the middle that gives you more headroom and kind of creates an angle. So the, so the, you know, the, the rain or whatever precipitation will, will mm-hmm. run off of it. So you don't necessarily have to put guidelines down. Yeah. It's and, really well designed. Yeah. And, like it's, and, it's very thoughtful, like with all the different things. And you know what? I like your tent. I have to say, I like the design of it. And ultimately, I think it's going to work really well for you. But I'm not envious of it. I am, however, envious of your awning. 
Like I, I was like at the point where I was like, I don't really, you know what? I don't really need an awning. Like they're just another pain in the neck. And then you're like, no, 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 no. You need to look at this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> you just unzip it and then pull it out and then connect it to the rack. And like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, yeah. And watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to put it away. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be the real pain in the neck because, you know, you always got to fold the canvas yeah. up and yep. um, all that stuff and awnings, like, you know, deploying them, maybe that's fine, but always putting them away. That's just a pain in the neck. No, like you put that thing away, like just as easily. And I was yeah. like, this is, this is amazing. And I, I'm really envious of that because i don't have one and i would love one but um, <laughs> well we'll work on that so so it, it does <laughs> yeah. it does it does have some challenges though um mounting wise um but well i'll talk about that in a i'll we'll do another podcast where i'll talk a lot about that awning in fact i'm going to have theo from rugged bound join us on a podcast and talk about the history oh, of the nice. company and how they manufacture it and why it's different um it's expedition grade manufactured material versus kind of hobbyist grade stuff. And so that's where mm -hmm. that, you know, some of the, like, it just works, just works really easy. And even the bag sizes, you know, they put a lot of thought into. So we're going to, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Um, but the reason I went down that rabbit hole, um, that beautiful, beautiful awning rabbit hole, <laughs> because like between that and the tent now camp setup is so fast. It's like, we're talking like two minutes and a lot of the important stuff is already set up. And our other setup is already really fast. Basically just open the tailgate of the, of the Jeep. We've got a tailgate table there and, you know, mm. we're, we're ready to go. And so when we're thinking about our big 1300 mile trip this summer, plus uh, long trips into Bend and back for over the next boat, Pacific Northwest and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever else we cook up because I've got another, a, a bunch of other trips that we're kind of cooking up. Um, yeah. These setups are going to be really, really nice. And, the thing is, though, is that it, they don't come cheap. Your tent wasn't cheap. Even no. an OVS awning, which are, I would say, like middle value in the market, like they don't, they're not the most expensive, but then the least expensive, but they deliver some pretty mm -hmm. good value. They're not cheap either. Um, yeah. So, you know, this awning, this tent, it set us back. I mean, it, it was painful, painful, these things. So, yeah. you know, it, but at least for the money, there's a lot of value there. Yeah. And you guys, you know, you're out so much too, that, um, you know, you really don't want to just kind of cheap out on, you know, things like your tent and your awning, uh, because you're using them so, so consistently. And you know what, that's kind of ironic to say, because, you know, this mini bill XL is not an expensive tent and you guys have had that for a long time and yeah. used it. And it's been like, it has held up really well. It has. Um, yeah. like surprisingly well, but at the same time, you know, you guys are definitely moving into, um, kind of a different, different aspect of your overlining careers. And, you know, we are too. And so yeah. it, it's nice to get something that is, I don't know, we're going to be able to hopefully withstand the test of the time. Well, so you know, far, not I mean, cheap, yeah, we'll, we'll keep reporting on but, this stuff. You know, like, yeah. we'll be honest, you know, I'm, I'm honest about Desert Armor. And let me, let me say this, like, I, I really want Desert Armor to be awesome. And I, 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 I'm not done supporting them. I'm just a little frustrated at the moment, but they're doing some really cool stuff. They've done some really neat new designs on things that no one's done before. And I think the company could, 
potentially be a real competitor in the rooftop tent and overlanding space. And so, you know, I don't, I don't want to disparage them. I don't want to, I don't want to discourage anyone from considering getting a desert armor tent. I would just be, you know, it's a young company. They're overstretched. You know, there's, it's a startup and that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I love supporting small businesses because I want to help them kind of get through those periods. Um, but you know, they've got a lot of stuff going on. There's probably not enough people they are stretched way too thin because they're in growth mode. And that's, you know, from a company standpoint, that's one of the places that most companies fail. It's like either yeah. you never get customers or when you actually start getting a lot of customers, you have to figure out how to those, those growing pains and that can, that can tank a business. And I really hope they don't tank. Uh, pun yeah. And no, you wouldn't, would never want to root against somebody, but it is kind of interesting, just kind of like from, from what you've shared with your experience with them and um, just some of the stuff that's been online, I guess all, all I'll say is like, there's a difference between being a young company and an immature company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so look, OBS. <laughs> uh, so let's, so OBS, I sent him a note on uh, asking the question. I think it took like five days for them to respond. So, oh really? Yeah. So like, you know, not, no, no one's perfect. Um, no, I do think when you're a young company and you're growing and you're experiencing those growth pains and you're experiencing the tension between like design and manufacturing quality assurance, and then like user feedback, like when customers buy something and you're getting that feedback loop, that's, that can be really hard. That can be really hard to hear that all the work you put in, all the money you put in, is not making people happy. And it's really easy to start judging those people <laughs> because you've got so much tied up in it's it. It's not me, it's you. Yeah, instead of listening to it, taking it in, separating yourself from it, and and then you know have that be uh, 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 an improvement loop instead of uh, you know, instead of like a, a, a vicious cycle loop or like, you know, well, you're not a good customer for us. And I'm not saying Desert Armor is doing any of that. I will, I will say that there's probably normal lessons that they'll learn as a young company. And I, I'm rooting for them. I really, I'm really, really rooting for them because I, I, I do like what they're doing. Yes. And I stand by my statement, Desert Armor, be a young company, not an immature company. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. You're entitled. To, yeah. You're entitled to say that. Absolutely. And we're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So, so final thoughts on the rooftop tent. So for someone who is in your shoes, the tent that you had before and the tent that I had before, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's like an order of magnitude, less expensive, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like this, the rooftop, I think we paid 800 bucks for our, our Smitty built rooftop tent back when they used to cost that much. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing you spent a, maybe a couple hundred dollars on your ground tent. Yep. We got it on a, like a special sales, like 250 bucks, something like that. So you paid 10 times more for a rooftop tent and I paid. So when five, you put it that way. Yeah. And I paid yeah. five times more from one rooftop yep. tent to another. So my question is then for people who are listening, who might be thinking about doing that, is it 10 times better for me? Yes, Definitely. Like from my perspective, I'm glad that I skipped the whole soft shell rooftop tent thing. Going from the ground tent to the hard shell tent that's able to fit, you know, a family of four. Um, yeah, it was worth every penny. And the Bushveld isn't by any means perfect, but it's perfect enough that I have to say that I'm really, really happy with it. And it was like, it was a game changer 
for us and my family. You know, rolling into camp this weekend, I wasn't stressed, like trying to get everything all set up. You know, if if mom or dad are stressed or both, you know, God forbid, both of them are stressed, then that can kind of, you know, put a little bit of a rain cloud over camp and things like that. And then if you're tired for the rest of the time after setting camp up, I didn't have to deal with any of that this time. It was it was just awesome. Came in, set up camp. You know, like I said, it took with the chairs and everything. We're talking like maybe 15 minutes down from, you know, like an hour, you know, not just setting up the tent, but the tent the airing up the air mattresses, setting up chairs, setting up the camp kitchen, all that stuff. Yeah, it was it was probably close to an hour. And going from that to about 15, you know, from 15 to about 15 minutes. Yeah, that was just it was great. It it just made this trip just so much more enjoyable. And we enjoyed it beforehand, but this time it was just that much better. Yeah. So, how about for you? I I so five times for me. I think that I don't know. I don't know what the number is. It's way better though. The ease of setup, the ease of teardown for us, because Kate and I, and you and you and Elsha, we go out a lot. We go on a Mm -hmm. lot of trips. If it were just a few trips a year, I would say, no, you know what? It's a lot of money. Take that money and spend it on stuff for your rig or, you know, buy, Mm -hmm. you know, that, buy a winch with it, buy, you know, better recovery gear. You know, there's so many things you can do with $4,000 in terms of like bettering your overlanding experience uh, these yeah, days. That's just, a nice you know, suspension. Exactly. Yeah. New suspension or like these days just buy gas. Um, <laughs> but for, for somebody who's using it a lot, going out a lot during the year, it's, it is a, mm-hmm. it is a new phase for me of just like mental, clarity because there's only two mm-hmm. things to do now <laughs> you know instead of like yeah. 17 and so i would say that it's it's five times better uh, the price still stings it still stings i'll be honest it was really really expensive and it was kind of an investment it was an investment for us so yeah. you know that that still stings but at least we fit number one the whole family did fit in there and we slept it was more snug than it has ever been before <laughs> But also our kids are growing, which is, you know, good and bad. So I hope we can keep this tent for a while. I think we still have a little bit of time before they get so big that we can't fit up there. But um, they fit, which was a huge relief. You know, it's got an aluminum shell on it. I mean, how cool is that? It can take a branch, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, yeah. And so all of that, I think, are, are really, really big quality improvements. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's, it's five times better. The dollars still sting, but it is five times better. So there you have it, folks. We, uh, two overlanders, average overlanders who went from, you know, we upgraded from our, our previous tents, landed on these hard shower rooftop tents, Bushfeld and the Desert Armor. And we've got a lot of exploring left to do with these things. And we will definitely be doing some medium term and long term reviews. And we'll be honest and fair um, and, uh, and share, share all that with you. Thanks for joining me again, Chris. It's been nice to have one of these chats, one of these recorded chats. And thanks to all of you who are listening. If you haven't went over to check out Frontier State Overland's Instagram account, you should definitely do that. Chris is posting some really fun photos. A lot of what he's posting are like trips that we've just been on. So you can get a different perspective. If you look at our Instagram versus Chris's Instagram, 
um, and sharing new information. And uh, so like, I'm really excited to see that Instagram account uh, and Facebook um, account actually start, start to gain more traction and grow. So do go check them out. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, do it. Subscribe to the podcast. We've got so many podcasts that are coming. So um, please subscribe and leave a review. Give us a five-star review, or if there's a six, press the six button. It really, really helps in the algorithm, algorithm so more people can hear this podcast. And if you can write a review that goes even farther. So we'd really, really appreciate that. Thank you all for listening to our rants and raves, diatribes and lectures on our rooftop tents. And we will, we'll see you next time.